All right, folks, it's Wednesday, Wednesday, hump day, hottest show on the streets. Number one forum for all things Bama football news. In my own words, yours truly, the hype man of the Crimson Tide football conversation, Stephen M. Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine, bringing you, in my own words, from the magic city of Birmingham, streaming the show to you on YouTube, speaking of the channel go ahead right now give us a thumbs up give us a like on the show hit that subscribe button turn all of those notifications on so you can stay well informed on your favorite program that being the crimson tide also we got you covered on all forms of social media that being facebook and twitter as well so no excuse whatsoever for you not to be locked in to the number one ticket here when we talk your Alabama Crimson Tide. Guys, shout out my man John Ivory in the building, handling his thing in the production studio and keeping me in line as always as we do this every single week. And we want to hear from you, the Bama fans, the Bama fans. We got a lot to talk about, dive into, discuss, and we want to hear from you, 205-448-1358. That is the number to call in to let your voice be heard on the show, 205-448-1358. And one more time, 205-448-1358. 58 as always that daily super chat goes $75 daily super chat go appreciate the love the support that you guys give us here as the Alabama football faithful but we're getting it out topic number one of the conversation right now and it goes to one Nick Saban the Alabama football head coach is very excited about the young team he is going to be leading He is going to be guiding into the upcoming season now. Coach Saban on Tuesday, he had a special edition of his Hey Coach show where he broadcasted it to the season ticket holders and the donors. And the basis of the show was to tell the people that, hey, we're going to have a young team this year. We're going to have a young team in so many uh, aspects of the game, in so many positions, in so many spots. We're going to have young guys on the field. But though we may be young, we are going to be highly talented, very skilled, and this needs to be a team that you, as the donors, you, as the ticket holders, you, as the fans, need to get behind. We're counting on your support. We're counting on your dedication. We are counting on you, you know, as the fans cheering us on in the, the upcoming season. And what's interesting here is, is despite the fact that it's a young team, uh, there's a lot of pieces to be excited about. There are a lot of players to be pumped up about. There are a lot of players to be sort of overjoyed about. And even though the Crimson Tide, it does lose a lot of leadership. It did, you know, graduate a ton of leadership, experience, and production to the NFL draft when you discuss offensively, most importantly, as you look at Mac Jones, Mac Jones now with the New England Patriots, Alex Netherwood now with the Las Vegas Raiders, Deontay Brown now with the Carolina Panthers, Landon Dickerson now with the Philadelphia Eagles, Najee Harris, the Pittsburgh Steelers, Pittsburgh Steelers, excuse me, Jalen Waddle, the Miami Dolphins, and Devontae Smith with the Philadelphia Eagles, despite those departures. Got a lot of talent returning at quarterback Bryce Young, the former five-star from California, sophomore. He's back. You've got Evan Neal back, who will take over at left tackle. You got Chris Owens back, who will take over at center. You got Emil Echior back on the offensive line. 
as a guard. You got Brian Robinson back taking over for one Najee Harris. He's got to own, run, provide that leadership to the running back room. You have Slade Bolden back, and he's got to take that next step forward going from being a gadget player to a marquee contributor at wide receiver and last but not least you have John Matchy back he has to be the number one guy in the wide receiver room can he lead that group carry that group position that group towards success so while losing the guys that Alabama has lost difficult tough you got guys returning who are a big talent Big potential, a huge playmaking ability, and Nick Saban really likes his team that he's got for 2021. He talked about it all spring. He was big on them all spring. He was high on them all spring. He was jubilant about this uh, this program all spring long here. And Saban actually got, you know, some motivation here in terms of the 2021 season coming up here in the fall. According to ESPN's Mark, Mark Schlaba, Mark Schlaba, had his way too early top 25 projections for college football after the spring games. And of his top 25, he listed his top 10. And of his top 10, he's got Oklahoma at number one, ahead of Alabama, who's at number two. Now, a lot of people really excited about the Sooners and Lincoln Riley, especially with Spencer Rattler back at quarterback. People very high on Rattler. They feel like he's a guy that's going to win the Heisman Trophy. He's the guy that's going to help Oklahoma not just win the Big 12, but get to the college football playoff, have success, get to the national championship game, and win that event. So while so many people high on Oklahoma, this is big for Alabama. Why? Because normally when people second-guess Nick Saban's teams, normally when people put down Nick Saban coached Alabama teams, normally when people go, well, Alabama's good, but there's a question mark here, there's a question mark there, there's a question mark here, we don't know, they're not the clear-cut favorite, they're not the best, they're not number one. Normally when people sort of push Alabama to the side like they're not the like they're not the fine course meal. This is where we see Coach Saban do his best coaching. This is where we see Saban bring the page clippings into the players and the coaching staff. He's like, hey guys, look at this. This person from so-and-so side, they feel like you're not good enough. What are we going to do about it? Hey guys, check out this newspaper out here. Here's so-and-so and so-and-so. They claim we suck. We trash. We ain't going to be able to do nothing. What you going to say about that? What you going to do about that? Hey, guys, here's so-and-so and so-and-so from this side right here. They feel like we got the worst team to put on paper. So how are we going to handle this? How are we going to go about this? Saban always tends to do his best coaching when people sort of, you know, put Alabama down or write Alabama off or have them not the number one team. It's kind of like making you earn it, so to speak. And if you are an Alabama fan, this is exactly where you want the Crimson Tide at. Okay, put us at number two. Put us behind the number one team. That's fine. That's only going to make us work harder. That's only going to make us be hungrier. That's only going to make us push to win we are the number one team when it matters at the end, winning a national championship. You see why Alabama puts in the effort that it puts in. Now, also, the other thing for the Crimson Tide is – there have been some young teams 
that Saban has coached. There have been some teams that people have felt like, you know, there were question marks for Alabama, but those teams still went on to capture national championships despite the criticism, despite the naysay. First and foremost, go back to 2009 here for a minute here. That 2008 Alabama team uh, had a lot of leaders on it. When you discuss John Parker Wilson, Glenn Coffey, Rashad Johnson, on the offensive line, there was uh, Andre Smith and Antoine Caldwell. When you lost those guys, when Alabama lost those guys to graduation, so many people felt like, well, 2009, there's so many question marks, right? Like, people did not think Greg McElroy at quarterback could get it done. People did not trust Greg. They did not see Greg as a national championship type guy at the quarterback position. People had a whole bunch of question marks for that 09 Alabama team, but it went on to have a perfect season, win the SEC championship, take the dynasty away from Florida, and go on to beat Texas in the national championship game, the 2010 BCS title game off the 09 season to get saved in his first, you know, national championship ring. And then you go to 2011. People felt like the 2011 team had question marks. Well, we don't know about quarterback, A.J. McCarron's young, first-year starter, redshirt sophomore. Uh, we don't know. You know, Alabama don't have Julio Jones no more, so who do they have at wide receiver? Uh, we don't know. You know, Alabama doesn't have big Mark Ingram no more. Who do, who do they got at running back? Uh, we don't know. We're not sure. You know, everybody said Alabama's got questions, questions, questions. Don't quite sure what. Alabama's going to be. Coach Saban took that 2011 team that was young with A.J. McCarron pulling the trigger, went to the national championship game down there in New Orleans, and beat LSU 21 to nothing, capturing that second ring there of the Saban era. And then, now, who could forget that 2015 team? I mean, so many people going in thought there's questions at quarterback. We don't know about Jacob Coker. There's questions at receiver. There's questions on defense. There's questions about the offensive line. That They're just young, not the clear-cut favorite. And I remember the summer of 2015, and I remember this distinctly, vividly, I was in the Hyatt Regency Winfrey Hotel here in Birmingham for SEC Media Days. And I remember every media pundit just about, with the exception of myself, they had Auburn penciled down as the clear-cut favorite to win the SEC that year. They had Auburn penciled down as the clear-cut favorite to win the national championship. And, and dig this, they had Jeremy John <laughs> They had Jeremy Johnson penciled down as the clear-cut favorite, Auburn quarterback Jeremy Johnson, the clear-cut favorite to win the Heisman Trophy. All of this was geared toward the Auburn Tigers. But lo and behold, Jacob Coker did his thing at quarterback. The defense got in line. Big plays from Calvin Ridley at wide receiver as a freshman. Derrick Henry took the Heisman Trophy at the running back position. And Alabama winning the SEC championship and winning the national championship in the college football playoffs. So we see right here, even when you say to Nick Saban, or even when Nick Saban tells the ticket holders and donors, look, guys, we got a young team, we got a young team, but get behind us. Now, when Nick Saban says we got a young team, let's get happy about it because we've seen it. 2009 was young, national championship. 
2011 was Young National Championship. 2015 was Young National Championship. And now you got a 2021 team. Yes, it's young, but it's chock full of talent. It's chock full of potential. It's chock full of big-time playmakers. And this is a team that's hungry. This is a team that Coach Saban was very excited about all spring. He was overjoyed about it all spring. He was jubilant about it all spring. This is a team that looks to repeat as national champions defending that crown right there. So even though ESPN's Mark Schlaba has gotten uh, Oklahoma as the number one team in his way too early rankings there, people sipping the, uh, the Kool-Aid of uh, Lincoln Riley and Spencer Rattler. I mean, those two guys, good. Great head coach, good quarterback in Spencer Rattler. But uh, Coach Saban says, hey, get behind this team for 2021, and I am 100% behind this team for this upcoming season here in the fall. We take our first break here on the show. Don't touch that, Dallas. We're just getting started. Upon our return, we entertain you, the Bama fans. We take your call, your phone calls, your thoughts, your questions, your tweets, your chats. We'll get to you right after this. You're watching In My Own Words with Stephen M. Smith, brought to you by We Own the Fourth Quarter. Get your four-finger bling necklace today by visiting weownthefourthquarter.com. Throw them foes up. Every sports fan deserves the proper representation. Wit Will Sports introduces to you the title towel. Wave that title towel in the air like you just don't care. In support of Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide. Only $9.99 and it lasts a lifetime. Head on over to WitWillSports.com and get your title towel today. Remember the taste of Grandma's delicious sweets? Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes brings back those precious memories with just one bite. Each cake made from scratch. They make the perfect dessert to share with family and friends for any occasion, and ordering is easy. Visit emilysheirloompoundcakes.com. Click the online store and shop. Then pick up your fresh cake at the kitchen in downtown Homewood. Order yours online at emilysheirloompoundcakes.com. Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes, making memories from scratch. As we are back into the action here from the break on the hottest show on the streets, number one form for Bama football news. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine on a Wednesday hump day. Before we get into our next, before we get into the phone lines here to take your calls, call statement brought to you by the Blue Wrench Gang, 205-448-1358. That's the number to call in right there, 205-448-1358. And one more time, 205-448-1358. There was an interesting question in the chat lines I saw there. A fan was talking about how, you know, what's going on with Trayshawn Holden? He had a great spring game. Nothing's going on with Trayshawn Holden. He is still in the mix to start at wide receiver and possibly be the number three guy in the rotation because of just the relationship that he and Bryce Young both have. I, was, I had just listed uh, – you know, Slade Bolden and John Mechie in the previous segment because of the experience that those two guys have. But Trayshawn Holden, definitely in the mix. Definitely a guy to keep your eye on just due to his size at 6'3", his athleticism, his pass-catching ability, his skill set. So you definitely cannot uh, forget about or lose sight of one Trayshawn Holden. But as you guys are getting your thoughts in, 
to call into the show here. Pretty cool, interesting topic right now, and it goes to one uh, George Teague. It goes to one George Teague at former Alabama safety. George Teague is going into the Alabama football, Alabama sports hall of fame. Uh, on the weekend on Saturday, and Teague, of whom played at Alabama from 1989 to 1992, started off his career as a cornerback, was switched to free safety in the 1991 season. That's where he had a had a uh, SEC leading six interceptions, had 54 tackles that season, and in the 92 campaign, I mean, the guy was just just dominant in 92. Six interceptions. He was the backbone of a defense that allowed just 9.4 points per game, pitched three shutouts, and his big breakout performance came in the 1993 Sugar Bowl for the national championship off the 92 season against the Miami Hurricanes in New Orleans. Uh, Teague had a pick six in that game off Gino Toretta. He also had the incredible, incredible uh, strip of Lamar Thomas, who he thought he was gone, the fastest man on the field for Miami. Teague running for his life like his life depended on it. Caught up of Thomas, stripped the ball from him, as the legendary Keith Jackson said, Teague took the ball away from him. Teague's got the ball, and they tackled Teague back at the 12. So, I mean, Teague with the strip there, huge play, running down Lamar Thomas. Tremendous effort right there. Now, of course, the play would be negated due to a penalty, but that play, it took the air out of Miami. It took the confidence out of Miami. Bama got the win there, 34-13, to but kudos to Teague going into the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. We take a call right now. You're live on the show. What's going on tonight? Hey, Stephen. This is Mike from Kentucky. How you doing, brother? Mike, what's happening with you? I'm just chilling. Absolutely. And how many more mountains? I want to ask you a question, bro. How many more mountains does Nick Saban have to climb, bro? I mean, I mean, it's crazy. I, I, it, it's crazy. I mean, I mean, pe people people are wondering, you know, when is it going to be over for him? But every time, you know, the outside external factors feel like it's over, he just rejuvenates himself. I, I, I mean, I, I don't know where Saban is getting this fountain of youth juice from, but somebody somebody's working something up. I, I, I think Miss Terry ha, ha, has him drinking some type of concoction because it's like Saban gets younger every year. Yeah, ain't that the truth. Man, I'm really happy for George Teague making the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame, man. I remember watching him. Boy, that was a lot of good memories. We had another good kid in the secondary then too, Antonio Langham. Absolutely. I mean, you, you had a you had a lot of, you had just a lot of hitters on that 1992 defense. Whether it was Teague, Langham, Curry, Copeland, you, you, you didn't know where the beatdown would come from from that defense. Yeah, that was about as good a secondary as I can remember overall. Absolutely. Another question. Go ahead. Here's 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 what I think about Nick Saban. I mean, he's only got three fingers left, and he'll have a ring on all of them. You think he'll retire after he gets 10? He could. He could. But, but then, as I've always said, it, it is so hard to gauge this because he, he's always said 
when I feel like I'm not contributing, when I feel like I'm not having the impact on the players, that's when I leave. But it's hard to gauge when he will not have that impact. But we appreciate Mike from Kentucky for that call right there. It's kind of it's kind of hard to tell when he will not have that impact. We'll take another call right here. You're live on the show. What's going on? Hey, what's going on there, Bob? Going good, man. How you feeling? I'm doing all right. I'm I'm considering myself more of a just a college football fan. And correct me if I'm wrong there, but I was kind of reading the, the captions just going there on YouTube here. Um, did I say something that about about Bryce Young and and I, I clicked on it and I and did, did, I didn't hear this correctly. Did you say that Bryce Young was better than Spencer Rattler? I mean, so here we go. All right, I'm gonna say this: Spencer Spencer Rattler's good. He's good. There are times where he can be a little too inconsistent. He's good. He's talented. But I just feel like what Bryce Young is about to bring to the table with this offense, he's got a chance to be a little bit better. So you you mean to tell me that you think that? Bryce Young, who hasn't played it down, really, meaningful down, that is, is better than Spencer Rattler, who all the pundits think is going to be the number one clear-cut quarterback when he comes out next year. Like I said, Spencer Rattler is highly talented. He's good, and I've watched him play. I've watched him play, and I know what the pundits say because I read what the pundits say. But at the same time, as good as Spencer Rattler is, I've also seen a Spencer Rattler who makes – Poor choices throwing the ball at times. He will throw the ball with a double coverage. He will get picked off. He will have those moments. I just look at, you know, Bryce Young with what Bill O'Brien is going to have him do, what Nick Saban has surrounded him with, what this team has surrounded him with. I just think Bryce Young is going to have a big, big season. Brother, brother, brother. We're on the street from the Alabama guys that I, that I know. They say that you were saying that the, the kid – uh, Tyson was better than Young, so you're saying that this Tyson kid who couldn't sniff Young's jockstrap is uh, is better than, than than Bryce. How in the world can you convince me that he's better than Spencer Rattler? I'll say I'll say this on Paul. You're gonna need Paul in the upcoming season. Paul's good. Paul Paul is really good. But when you when you have a guy like a Bryce Young, you need to see what you got in that guy on the field due to the fact that five-star guy, biggest quarterback regardless of the metrics and what have you. Spencer Rattler's good. He's got a lot of major experience. Here's my thing. You haven't won a national championship yet with Spencer Rattler. He's got to do that. You haven't won – have you won a Big 12 championship yet with Spencer Rattler? That's the, the, those are things right there. So until Spencer Rattler can take you to a national championship and win that, until Spencer Rattler can prove that you know he's the guy that can cut down on those mistakes, those turnovers, hit those guys in stride, and really be that type of guy that he has the potential to be, I think Bryce Young can be better than Spencer Rattler. But Rattler's good. We appreciate that call right there. I mean, I like Spencer Rattler. He's not bad, but has he won a national championship? No. Has Bryce Young had won a national championship? No. So this season, we're going to see who's the best one for real. We take a call right now. You're live on the show. What's going on? Hi, Stephen. It's Bill from New York City. I just wanted to key in on a couple of uh, opinions I have about this 2021 team. 
I think that it's a real Nick Saban team in that it's not going to be based on offense. It's going to be a defensive team with a whole lot of running backs. You know, I look at our linebackers, Moody Allen, Harris Anderson. I think that might be the best linebacking core in history. I think the defense is going to crush people. And I think the offense will come along later in the year, like the way our defense came along later this year. And, you know, I just think I've been watching Tim Smith because you talked about him. And I don't even think we're going to be missing Barmore that much because this guy's that good. And our secondary is just stacked. And I'm, you know, I'm wondering what you think about that. Appreciate, appreciate the call right there, Bill. And, Bill, thank you for the support uh, from your end uh, with a donation that you brought into the show. Really appreciate uh, what you brought us there, Bill. But to answer your question there, I like this 2021 team. I think it's going to start off with defense because of the experience and the leadership on that side of the ball. The offense will come. Now, what, it averaged 48 to 50 points a game like Sarkeesian? Probably, probably not. I would have it between 35 to 40 points a game, maybe 42 at the highest. But the offense will come. I think Ben O'Brien and Bryce Young will have uh, some things that worked out. Bama's going to be able to run the football. My question is going to be, of the receivers taking that jump. That's my thing with the offense. The receivers taking that jump and then the offensive line. Offensive line getting the best five guys on the field to protect Bryshawn consistently. And then the receivers, can John Mechie be that number one? Can he be that leader? Can he anchor this group? Can Slade Bolden take that step from being a gadget guy to a major contributor? And then who's the number three guy? Is it Trayshawn Holden? Is it, is it Xavier Williams? Is it a, a Javon Baker? Could it be a, a, a Jamison Williams who Alabama has brought in here from, from Ohio State? So to me, if the offensive line works out well, getting the best five on the field, and if Alabama can have that, that receiver group emerge to be a strong group, then definitely this team uh, has a chance to repeat as defending champions. But appreciate that call coming from my man Bill out of New York. And also, uh, huge congratulations, as always, to one George Teague, who this weekend will go into the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame for all of his accomplishments. We take a break right now on the show, but upon our return, we get into a topic of Bryce Young was listed as the number 13 quarterback on a list of the top 50 quarterbacks returning to college football from one particular media pundit. We'll dive into that list right after this. If you're an avid Alabama Crimson Tide fan and you love to flaunt it, then show your Alabama Crimson Tide support by grabbing the Alabama sneakers. They feature bold Crimson Tide graphics, so no one will be able to question where your allegiance lies. When you add these sweet sneakers to your Alabama Crimson Tide collection, go to stsfootwear.com and use the code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. That's code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. Go to stsfootwear.com and get your Alabama sneakers today. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. 
Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. We're back in, folks, back in from the break here on the number one forum for Bama Football News. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine on a Wednesday hump day. And uh, we go to this topic right here, and it's on, uh, there was a particular, it's on Bryce Young here, but there was a particular media pundit of whom uh, put out this chart, put out this, uh, this graphic here of the top 50 quarterbacks returning to college football, top 50 quarterbacks. And of the 50 that he's got, he had Bryce Young listed at number 13. Now, upon this hitting social media, a lot of you, as the Bama Nation, you guys were like, okay, it's on. Bryce Young at 13, there's no way there are 12 guys better than Bryce Young. I mean, I understand Bryce did not play an awful lot last season. He played in nine games with only attempted 22 passes, completed 13 for a buck 56 and one touchdown. But at the same time, a lot of U.S. fans are thinking, okay, this guy can't be better than Bryce Young. That guy can't be better than Bryce Young. You understand, some, some on this list, yes. But for a lot of you, not everybody on this list is, is, is better than Bryce Young. But we'll see. He, he, he's going to be able to face quite a few of these guys in the upcoming season. Just the 12 that were in front of Bryce here. You've got Sam Howell out of North Carolina, Spencer Rattler out of Oklahoma, Dylan Gabriel, of the University of Central Florida, Brock Purdy out of Iowa State, he was four. DJ Uyangalele out of Clemson, he was five. Uyangalele came in the same recruiting cycle as Bryce Young. Jaden Daniels out of Arizona State was six. Desmond Ritter was seven. Out of Cincinnati, Michael Penix Jr. out of Indiana was eight. Matt Corral out of Ole Miss was nine. JT Daniels from Georgia was 10. De'Eric King out of Miami was 11. And Dorian T. Robinson out of, U out of UCLA was 12 prior to getting to one Bryce Young. So for Bryce, th this, is a, this is a motivation factor for him. This is big motivation for him because if you, if you guys remember, we had uh, – coach Keith Miller out of California who scouted Bryce Young in the eighth grade. We had Coach Miller on the show, and what did he say, John? He said, Bill O'Brien, put your ego to the side, uh, make the beats, get make the music, get out the way, let Bryce Young do his thing, let Bryce Young run this offense. He referred to Bryce Young as uh, Russell Wilson on steroids. He referred to Bryce Young as Johnny Manziel type of magic. So Keith Miller had a lot of big things to say. Coach Miller, a lot of big things to say about Bryce Young, the young man of whom he scouted. So this is this graph, this graphic should serve as major motivation here for Bryce. Now I remember you as the Alabama fan base said, hey Stephen, but look, you know, Bryce doesn't have to do too much. He doesn't have to play outside of himself. He's got this defense, this great defense. You know, he doesn't have to really overexert. You know, I take a national championship over a Heisman trophy any day. And I agree. I agree. I understand. But at the same time, when you've got, you know, 12 guys being listed ahead of you, that should really, um, 
that should really arc a nerve. That should really push. That should really motivate because of these 12 guys, you've got De'Ara King here on this list out of Miami of whom is coming off a torn, it's coming off an ACL injury, a serious knee issue. Will he be able to even move the same in the upcoming season? That's a big question. ACLs treat some guys different than others. Will De'Ara King be able to be uh, successful in that mobility? That's a big question. You've got, you know, Matt Corral of Ole Miss. You know, he's got talent. You know, he's got potential. He's got big playability. Uh, Lane, Kiffin, Lane Kiffin was able to pull some things out of him in uh, you know, last year. But can Corral take that next step and be a leader and really push that Ole Miss team to not just maybe beating Alabama, but also maybe, you know, having – the program compete for or be in that conversation for an SEC championship. Have that program be in the, in the conversation for the college football playoff. We'll see. When you look at DJ Uyangalele, he's got a lot of talent coming, coming out of that 2019 recruiting cycle. But replacing a leader, a talent, a name that was Trevor Lawrence, is DJ ready to step into those shoes and take that program start to finish as the guy, as the man, and win a national championship with that in the upcoming season? Hey, we'll see. So there, there are a lot of names on this list here, and 12 of those names ahead of Bryce Young. I mean, uh, Young is going to Young is going to face De'Eric King right off the bat to open up the season, open the season up between Bama and Miami. He's going to face Matt Corral of Ole Miss as the program will come to Tuscaloosa in the upcoming season. He will face JT Daniels of Georgia, especially if Georgia runs the SEC East and gets to the conference title game in Atlanta. He will probably he will more than likely face DJ Uyangalele if Clemson gets to the college football playoff, which it should because Clemson and the ACC, not much real competition that they face. So a few of these quarterbacks, Bryce Young is going to be able to see head on. He's going to be able to meet and battle and challenge head on and show and prove that he belongs higher you know, on this list. What's funny to me, this list kind of reminds me of remember the 2019 Alabama uh, team that, you know, the two-loss team that season where it lost to LSU at Bryant-Denny, you know, 41-46. to 46. Tigers, at the, Tigers at the 46 there, of course, has escaped Bryant-Denny because of the fact that Tua playing with one leg there, still giving LSU the business, but suffered that loss there against LSU and then suffered the loss to Auburn at Jordan-Hare. After that loss, the polls put Alabama, dropped them to being ranked 13. And uh, for you, the Bama Nation, it was there is no way there are seven teams better than the Crimson Tide. Just seeing how when it dropped the 13, it took them, it took them out, of the, out of the opportunity to play in a New Year's Six Bowl. So a lot of you and I, a two-loss Alabama team is better than half of these teams that are ahead of the program. And I kind of see – the same thing here with this list with Bryce Young at 13. There are some great quarterbacks on this list, don't get me wrong. Sam Howell out of North Carolina, he's really good. I mean, he took that Tar Heel program and made it worth talking about this past year. Spencer Rattler's got a ton of talent, and he's working with the quarterback savant developer in Lincoln Riley. Brock Purdy's good out of Iowa State. There are some good guys on this list, but I feel like this season 
with what is surrounding Bryce Young, especially if these wide receivers for the Crimson Tide hit and take this next step like they have the potential to do. You got the two tight ends in Jaleel Billingsley and Cameron Latou. You got these running backs that are going to really help Bryce out. You've got this offensive line. You get the best five guys in the field, or better yet, you get the guys that can help out with a Evan Neal, a Chris Owens, and Emil Ekior. If all of this can piece together, can gel together, can push together, but Alabama is going to have a dynamic offense led by number nine running the show, number nine pulling the, uh, the trigger here. So these, these 12 other quarterbacks listed ahead of Bryce Young, these 12 are good. These 12 have talent. These 12 have potential. Some of these 12 had limited seasons this past year due to the COVID pandemic. But when I look at just the overall talent, just the overall ability that Bryce brings to the table and how Coach Saban talked about all spring, this is his team, this is his offense, he's running it, he's molding it, he's commanding it, and just how the players speak on him, how the uh, Slade Bolden speak on him, how the offensive line speaks of him, even of how some of the, the defensive players speak of Bryce Young. But this is, this is huge motivation for this young man. I don't know if he's seen this list or not, but this is huge motivation for him to see the list, digest it, take it in, but then use that to channel, hey, these other 12 guys, they're good, but watch 13. Watch number 13 guy you got on this list. No, I, I'm a pop. I'm a snap. I'm going to show you what I'm made of, you know, being a quarterback that shows Alabama from the West Coast. Uh, coast. But I'm going to show you what these California kids are about over here playing football at the quarterback position. But – we take a break here on the show. Don't touch that dial because upon our return, we jump back into the phone lines to take your calls, your thoughts, your tweets, your conversations. Your, we'll get back to a dialogue with you after this. Don't touch that dial. Call in right now as we're taking your calls up next on In My Own Words with Stephen M. Smith. Brought to you by We Own the Fourth Quarter. Visit weownthefourthquarter.com now to get your four-finger bling necklace. start of the fourth quarter we throw them foes up but now you don't have to wait until the fourth quarter get your four finger bling necklace at we own the fourth it's the first and only logo that captures the essence of all crimson tide players and fans as we represent the legendary alabama football fourth quarter dominance get your four finger bling necklace right now at we own the get yours today and stun on them haters Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. As we're back into the action here, folks, on a Wednesday hump day, hottest show on the streets here, talking Bama football with you. We're tied faithful in my own words. Yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Before we get to the super chat here and take your calls, Jimbo Fisher's funny. Jimbo Fisher is hilarious, but Jimbo Fisher is confident also. The head coach for the Texas A&M football program, he was directed a question by 
one of the fans in an, in, a, in an event that he was at, and the question was, are you going to be able to beat you know Alabama when Nick Saban retires? And Jimbo Fisher answered with, we're going to beat his butt while he's there. So, I mean, Jimbo confident now. Jimbo, J Jimbo's always been a very confident dude, and he's always been a really strong recruiter. The thing with Jimbo has always been the same thing with Kirby Smart. You recruit the talent, you can get the talent in, but can you develop the talent? Can you cultivate the talent? Can you win with the talent? And, and not just necessarily beat Alabama, but can you compete for an SEC championship? Can you compete to get into the college football playoff? That's the big thing. So for Jimbo, love the confidence. Love the confidence. We, we going to beat Nick Saban while he's at Alabama. Love the confidence. Love the swagger. Love the boldness. But it's only words until it becomes acted out. It's only words until it becomes a reality. It's only, it's only hearsay until we see it done on the actual football field. But we get to a super chat right now. How about McConnick helping us out on the show? McConnick, that $25 donation. Appreciating the love there coming from one McConnick. As always, the daily super chat goes $75. Daily super chat go. $75 daily super chat goal here. Appreciate you, the fans, helping us out on the show. Also, McConnick is a part of the Blue Ridge Gang. McConnick now part of the Blue Ridge Gang. So you guys, welcome McConnick into the family as the newest member of the Blue Wrench Gang. But we opened the, we got the phone lines open here to take your calls. 205-448-1358 is the number to let your voice be heard on the show. We grab a call right now. You're live on the show. What's going on? Hey, what's going on, Steven? It's your boy, Scooby Lou, calling from the N.O. Third War Magnolia, you hear me? All right, we got Scooby Doo here calling from calling from the N.O. What's going on, man? No, not Scooby, Scooby Doo, Scooby Lou. I just well, want to tell you. My, my apologies, Scooby Doo. What's going on, man? Scooby Lou, what's going on, man? Oh, we out here, you heard me? But I just want to say, I appreciate the show. Roll Tide. Everybody, we ain't just all LSU fan down here. We Alabama Road Tide, Crimson and White. I'm going to see y'all when I see y'all when I saw Road Tide. We come for 19, you heard me? Got you right there. We got Scuba Lou in the building. Got you right there, my man. Coming out of New Orleans. Coming out of that Birdman, Wayne, Juvenile, BG, Turk, the Hot Boy. So, appreciating one Scuba Lou dropping a line here on the show. But... Get into a quick topic here, and, and, and before I discuss the topic, there's a video that comes with the topic as Coach Saban in Alabama, the program is getting behind this whole name, image, likeness, pay-for-play thing. So, John, you know what to do, man. Play the clip. Alabama's draft picks and free agent signees have earned $1.284 billion. The Crimson Tide had four of the ten most-watched college football games in 2020. It's as good as it gets anywhere in the country. A combined 54.14 million people watched the victories against Auburn, Florida, Notre Dame, and Ohio State. Mostly they're saying Alabama. The largest social media following in all of college football. That's the Rappers Pro Day. We build your brand, and we tell the world your story. So the time is now to choose what's next. Are you ready for the spotlight? That's our advantage. 
Really cool video right there with Chris Stewart, the play-by-play -play announcer for Alabama men's basketball, and also does some things for football when Eli Gold is not able to go. Uh, great video right there. But the purpose behind the video is, so Alabama is going all in on the name, image, and likeness trying to compensate the student athletes. So the purpose of the advantage is it's giving the players an opportunity to develop, protect, and sort of build, sort of market their brand. So uh, market the brand, market their name. So for, for, for the players out there that have a brand they want to market, that have a brand they want to protect, that have, that have a brand that they want to get out there and have, you know, made known. The video speaks to that, it, it patterns to that, it, it is tailor-made for that. And, and like I mentioned, it, it's going to be very interesting when it all comes into fruition, pay for play. How will they be able to divvy out these funds? When you look at popular players like a Bryce Young, like a Christian Harris, like a, a John Mechie, like a Jordan Battle, like a Malachi Moore, a Brian Robinson, how will the popular players be uh, uh, done versus kind of your, your your everyday players, if you will. But it's, it's all interesting to look at. It's all intriguing to dive into. I've always said, for what these young men and, and women, for what these athletes give to these respective programs and how much uh, revenue, enrollment, all that they bring, the prestige, uh, the status to these respective universities. They deserve to have a stipend in some way, shape, form, or fashion. But really cool, really cool video there just highlighting Alabama fully behind the name image and likeness but we take a break right now on the show but people we're coming back upon our return we get into the one important position battle defensively in the upcoming season and the two people that this position battle involves we'll talk about that after this start of the fourth quarter we throw them foes up but now you don't have to wait until the fourth quarter get your four finger bling necklace at we own the fourth it's the first and only logo that captures the essence of all crimson tide players and fans as we represent the legendary alabama football fourth quarter dominance get your four finger bling necklace right now at we own the fourth get yours today and stun on them haters Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. All right, guys, we are back in from the break of a number one ticket for Crimson Tide. Football news on a Wednesday hump day, number one hottest show on the streets here. In my own words, George truly Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Appreciate everybody for checking out the show on this evening. And before we get into the final topic of conversation, got to remind you of TDAware.com. 
That's TDAWare.com. So for all of you fans still overjoyed with the Tides National Championship, we want you guys to check out our Championship Collection merch. Now this means you grab you an 18 of them things, folk. T-shirt, hoodie, or sweatshirt as well as our God 18, we do shirts. Designs which features all 18 championship years on the back. You go over right now to TDAWare.com. That is TDAWare.com. Do it right now. You check out our championship collections merch tab, and you grab you the shirts and that gear today, showing that support for Coach Saban, the University of Alabama, the student athletes, and us here at Touchdown Alabama Magazine. But... Getting down to the final topic here of conversation this evening, and it goes to the Alabama defense. Now, to me, there is one position. There is one position available. There is one battle, one true battle here for the Alabama defense, and it is at that star position in the nickel package. Now, Nick Saban, if he can go nickel with you all day long, he will do that. He doesn't like to play the regular base 3-4 a lot unless he's facing a team that, that has that, that regular alignment on offense or the two tight end personnel or whatever the personnel is that kind of favors that regular 3-4 base defense being on the field. And he will only go dime if it's dire. And by dire, I'm referring to if he has to do so. Going back to the game against Florida in the SEC championship, he had to go dime. Why? Because Florida had so many weapons on the field, and the trigger man, Kyle Trask, at quarterback, was pretty solid in his own right, so he had to go dime there. But if Nick Saban, in a perfect world, if Nick Saban can nickel you up and down the field for an entire game and, and, and an entire season, then that's the defense he is going to go with. So, on the defensive front, you know, Alabama's straight right there. You have an 8-10 man deep rotation. I know a lot of people look at, you know, the, the nose tackle position between D.J. Dale and Tim Smith. I mean, Tim Smith is an absolute monster. D.J. Dale back now fully, fully healthy from the knee. We'll see what happens. But Alabama's deep there along the, offense, along the defensive line, no matter who you put out there. At the linebacker position, Alabama is strong there, whether it's an inside linebacker or outside linebacker, and plus you have depth to back up the starters at that spot. In the secondary, one corner is Josh Job, and unless Jalen Armour Davis falls apart in fall camp, I don't see it happening. He has held on to that spot. He has been strong at that spot. It's finally clicking for him. At the other corner, so the corner spots are filled up. The safety spots have been have been nailed down with uh, Demarco Helms and Jordan Battle. So it leaves one spot, that star role, that slot corner, and it comes down to Malachi Moore and Brian Branch, who ultimately takes that spot. Now, both of these two came in highly touted in the 2020 signing class. Uh, Malachi Moore out of Hewitt Trustville High School here in the Birmingham area. Brian Branch from Sandy Creek High School out of Tyrone, Georgia. Now, when you turn on the high school tape and you watch both of these two, they have different elements to their game. Malachi Moore is more of the tough, hard-nosed, physical, 
instinctive, high IQ, strong tackler. He's not necessarily known as a ball magnet, but he will make plays. He'll get out there on the field and he will make plays. And, and Nick Saban loves those tough. He loves those scrappy. He loves those hard-nosed, physical, you're not going to outwork me guys because Nick Saban was one of those guys himself coming up in the game of football. As opposed to Brian Branch, you turn on his tape, he is a big play waiting to happen. He is a ball hawk. He is a high-volume interception turnover-creating machine. I understand uh, when you look at Malachi Moore, when he played uh, you know, this past season, earning the starting job away from you know Branch at that star role, you know, he took the game by storm. Uh, more 44 tackles, four of those for loss, six pass breakups, uh, three interceptions, a team high, forced a fumble, recovered a, recovered a fumble, and returned it for a touchdown. Freshman All-SEC, I think he was second team All-SEC, freshman All-American, should have been SEC Freshman of the Year, but that's neither here nor there. When U.S. fans talk about him, you say he's Minka Fitzpatrick 2.0, George Teague, who's going into the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. He even said that uh, Moore rocking that number 13 right reminds him of himself. He's got some aggressiveness in the tank. So we're seeing a lot of good things bestowed towards Moore as he deserves those things. But then when you look at Brian Branch, he aspires to be Aminka Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick is Brian Branch's favorite player. He wants to be just like Minka on the football field. And so what's kind of interesting here is, despite the fact that Malachi got all the accolades that he received and he did a fantastic job, Moore missed the last three games of the 2020 campaign. He missed the SEC championship. He missed the semifinal against Notre Dame and he missed the national championship against Ohio State. Brian Branch played in all three of those games and played quite well. And then in the spring, Malachi didn't go in the spring due to the injury that he sustained in the regular season. And from last year, Brian Branch played at star the entire spring and played well. So the question becomes, will Malachi be able to hold off Branch because this is a guy – you just can't have sit the bench. I mean, 27 tackles last year for Branch, seven pass breakups, two interceptions, and, I mean, the guy just dominant on the field. Now, the one saving grace here where both of these two are concerned is this. DeMarco Hellams and Jordan Battle are both true juniors. So if both guys go off this year, they both will be able to pursue the draft and go pro, which means both safety spots will open up the 2022 season, and you can have both Moore and Branch both play at safety, or you can keep one at star and have the other play at safety just due to the rise of Christian Story, who's coming strong here, another guy that Bama signed in the 2020 class. But regardless, regardless of what they do here, the saving grace is the loser between Branch and Moore. I do not see transferring just because of the fact that Helms and Battle could both go pro after the season. But it's going to be really interesting because Saban trying to get the best five guys on the field everywhere. That's on the offensive line, that's at wide receiver, that's at running back, that's on the defense too. And the and every team is different for Coach Saban. Every year is different. And the one thing he always preaches on, competition. You got to fight. 
You got to push. No one's job is safe. You got to fight. You got to push. You got to battle. You got to show each and every year that you are the man for that spot. And uh, despite the fact that Malachi Moore was tremendous as a freshman and he garnered all the attention that he deserved, everything that that young man got because that young man balled out. But now it's a new team and he's fighting a guy and Brian Branch that is just as talented as he is. Can Malachi hold this brother off? That is going to be the major question right there. But as always, Tide Nation, you want the best in news, notes, and material here on your favorite program, that being Alabama football. You can do this by accessing the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app. You can download the app from the iPhone App Store if you're rocking Team Apple. Google Play Store if you've got the Android phone. For your audio listening needs, we got you covered here. iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Spreaker, TuneIn Radio, Overcast.fm, Google Play, or iHeartRadio. Got you covered. If the good and gracious Lord sees fit, I'll be back on Friday. Friday, continuing the conversation that is Tide Football. As always, Bama fans, you can purchase individual copies of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Have those sent to your door. That link will be found in the description. If you're trying to be one of the first few people to cop the new edition, print edition of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. It's coming soon, shipping out soon here. You can get this by going to touchdownalabama.com. You click join, become a member, become a subscriber today. That link is in the, in the description. If you're also trying to get that four-finger bling necklace, four-finger bling jewelry, courtesy of weownthefourthquarter.com, that link in the description as well. But until next time, folks, husbands love your wives. Wives appreciate value. Those husbands, children, continue doing the right thing, the good thing, the fun thing, the smart thing, the legitimate thing to not be bored. Get you those three hearty meals a day, those three great laughs a day. Protect yourself, protect the loved ones around you. Until next time, folks, spin in my own words.